0: Forged from the fires that created a long-lost brotherhood of podcasts comes the Blast Syndicate. We are made up of Focus on Metal, Inside Metal, Iron City Rocks, Mars Attacks, Metal Geeks, MSR Cast, Neckbreaker, Radioactive Metal, and Wiki Metal. We are the Blast Syndicate. Go to blastsyndicate.com to find out more. Get blasted.
1: Hi, this is Glenn Hughes and you're listening to Focus on Metal.
2: Hey there, metalheads. Scott and hey. Richie. Welcome you to another episode of Focus on Metal. How are we doing, man? I'm doing great. Doing good? Yep. All right. Good, good stuff. Keep good. flying good stuff at me. Ah, I have my moments. You do. Uh, some <laughs> of them are like are crazy. So, of course, uh, I think the theme this week mm-hmm. is Holy shit, we're talking to yeah. Gran- <hullough> Holy shit, we're talking to Glenn Hughes. Yeah, you couldn't even say it right. Couldn't even say <laughs> it right. <laughs> Something like this, it really gives you a good gauge of people that really know music and people that don't, I'm sure you talked to a few people and said, hey, I you know I talked to Glenn Hughes last night and probably got the same thing I got from some people, which was like, who's Glenn Hughes? Mm. Other people got just gave you stunned silence, pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I got I got that a little bit in work. Yeah. Some of the guys in work know I do the show, and uh, I told them we were going to, you know, I've lined up an interview with Glenn Hughes. Yeah. And they were like, Holy shit. <laughs> like this guy is he's up right up there in the Mount Rushmore of uh, rock vocals. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um yeah. I think if you talk to any vocalist around now and they'll probably cite Glenn Hughes as an influence. Oh yeah. yeah. And um he still sounds amazing for a guy. I think he's sixty five years old. Yeah, he's um, up there. And uh he still sounds great. Yeah. And still seems to love making music. And um, you know, hopefully we're gonna go and see him in uh August, August, yeah. And I've only ever seen him live once. It was in Dublin, um, about six or seven years ago, in this small little bar, (laughs) and uh, the band could hardly fit on the stage. Yeah. And I was I was right up front in his face, and just the power of the guy's voice was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And it's I mean it's really cool now too that obviously
2: go read the autobiography and just kind of read his you know kind of insane life that he was living, but to see him come back and like you said enjoy music. And you watch the guy on stage, and he's another one of these guys, um, just like Steve Morse. You watch Steve Morse, and that guy's having so much freaking fun up on stage. You watch Glenn Hughes, he's smiling, he's happy, he's bouncing around. You can just tell he is so into what he's doing, and he
3: just loves it. Well, I think um, he had a lot of years where he couldn't remember what happened, really. Oh, yeah. And if you read the book, you'll, you'll, you'll realize why. And. He ever since he got sober, he's been incredibly prolific, mm-hmm. either with solo stuff with Joel Lynn Turner. He, I think, there was like three Black Country Communion records yeah. in two and a half years. Um, the guy just eats, breeds, and sleeps music. Yeah. Always writing. Um, he California Breed, of course, which yeah. just came out, and then Jason Bonham decided to leave, and that really put the dampeners in that. Yeah, and now he's got a solo album coming out this year, and he could. Easily go out, rest on his laurels, not make any new music, and people still go and see him. But he he still has the desire to go out and and do it. Yeah. And and, um, I've got most of his solo stuff. His solo stuff to me, it's very varied. There's, um, you have your rock albums like, um. He's got like Return to Crystal Karma and, and he's got feel which is all over the map. It's yeah. got soul music on it, rhythm and blues, some yeah. rock.
2: Well that's his bread
3: and butter but, right there. You he know. Can, but he can sing everything. Oh I know. Yeah. And um, you know, he's got the albums with Iomi, uh, yeah. fused albums, fantastic. And just a just an amazing songwriter. I'm he should be dead. <laughs> he should really be dead.
2: He, yeah, he's another guy he, that holy crap.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know, it's
2: amazing. Um yeah. And I was watching um, that really good documentary that just came out on Richie Blackmore. And it's really good. And they've got footage of of Glenn on stage at the U.S. Festival. And, of course, he discusses that gig in the book. And I'm just watching that and thinking back to the book and the fact that he is just just gacked out of his head. Mm. Like, right from the get-go that day, just freaking gone. And I'm watching him and... You just—you really wouldn't even know it looking at him, but I'm just watching, going like, "Holy crap, really?"
3: Well, that was Uh, a normal day for him. Yeah, I know, I
2: know. But uh, just (laughs) you know, you you know, could put on a great performance and everything, but no one from the book, just like how freaking out of it he was. Yeah, you know, it's amazing to watch.
3: Yeah, but um, let's talk about another um, Hall of Fame band, and uh, they're in the news at the moment. Um, ACDC have had to postpone the remaining dates of the Rock or Bus Tour in the U.S. Yes, they
2: have. Because yeah.
3: Brian Johnson has been told with his hearing that he has to cease touring. Uh-huh. Now, one of the things I noticed on the, the release was they're going to reschedule the dates with a guest vocalist. Yeah. Um, would you Would you want your money back? No. I would.
2: No. I, 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 uh, well, you know, I guess it also depends on who they get as their their guest vocalist, right? There's certainly a lot of guys they could get.
3: I don't care who they get. I'd want my money back.
2: Well, you get a, you know, I got into ACDC when, when Bon Scott was the vocalist. Yeah. You know, so to me, Brian's done a great job, but he's not the original vocalist. And, you know, you go to see what Angus is going to do, you know? And I also like Cliff Williams as a bass player too.
3: I know, but you, you take out like, like the Black Ice Tour, Malcolm's yeah. gone, uh-huh. Okay. Phil Rudd's gone, Yeah. Brian Johnson's gone, and now you're left with Cliff Williams and Angus Young and, uh-huh. and their nephew on rhythm guitar with Chris Slade, and, and who knows who's singing. And
2: the other thing you got to remember is that probably 90% of the people that go to that show that have tickets, they, they have no idea who's in the band.
3: Maybe not, but I think when it comes to the singer... If, if they go to the show, they'll know Remember it's we Brian went, Johnson. We, when
2: we went up to talk to, to Jeff at the casino for the Foreigner show, mm. how many people in that audience had no fucking clue that that wasn't that the that there was
3: nobody from the original Foreigner up there? Yeah, but I think when you I think when you talk about Foreigner, um, how big were Foreigner? Were they massive on MTV? Because ACDC were massive oh, on yeah, MTV. With, with you, uh, you want to know what Love Is and all that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I wouldn't. It was huge. I know, but I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't go to a show with someone else singing for ACDC. No way. And uh, they'll spin it saying, oh, it's, there's the novelty of it. And, you know, it is, it's, you know, you're not going to see anything like this again. And I'm like, no, you mentioned Bon Scott. Bon Scott died. Uh So they had to get someone else in. Oh, sure. And I think this thing.
2: Maybe they'll get Ralph Sheepers to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. That'd be freaking awesome.
3: Yeah, don't get me wrong, there's going to be singers lining up to do it, but knowing the way the youngs work, they'll get another nephew from God knows where to sing. I, I, I the, Ooh, the, yeah, what if they got Angry Anderson? From Rose Tattoo? Yeah! <laughs>
2: Come on, that would be worth your money to go see.
3: Nah, I don't know. I, I just have a hard time going to see an ACDC show now with... Phil gone and Malcolm gone anyway, and now Brian gone. And yes, there will be people go and they'll, oh, it's back in black. Oh, it's, you they'll, know, yeah. There's going to be hell.
2: people that uh, just, they're not even going to notice.
3: Nah. I it, swear to
2: God, they won't.
3: I just think it's its um, the, the reason they have to do the show. They're contracted and they're in stadiums, so God knows how much money they'd lose if they decided to cancel.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they put a huge amount of money in the staging and stuff.
3: Yeah. And I'm,
2: you know, to, to have all that go down the shitter is, is huge.
3: Yeah, I just don't, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go see it. Like, I put up a thing on Facebook today, and one of the guys put in the comment, Sammy Hagar, Stephen Tyler, and I'm like. They wouldn't oh, be right. Oh, here we go again. You know, here, you yeah, know.
2: they just, those guys wouldn't be right for it, though. I
3: know, but, the, you know, I, I'd want my money back. I think they yeah. should, I, think they, I don't know whether they're going to offer the money back, but yeah. I think they should, they should give you the option. I think when it comes to the, the front man not performing on, on, at the show, I think they should give you the option of uh, getting your money back mm. on it or not. Because you're not getting what they're telling you you're getting. <laughs> you really aren't. Well, now we'll go back to the whole Queen's right thing. Yeah, but, you, you yeah, but they <laughs> right? didn't, No, but they didn't change anything, is what I'm saying, between the tickets going on sale. And actually going to the show.
2: No, I know, but the whole idea that, you know, you look up that show and it had Jeff Tate's band on the
3: Yeah. The band. Yeah, well that was that was Ticketmaster's fault. Which is, you know, thank goodness it was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was Ticketmaster's yeah. fault.
2: But I I just I just think there's going to be just so many people in that stadium that just won't notice. They won't know. And they won't care. Ugh, sad. <laughs> well, obviously there are going to be those other people that are, you know, that are like us that are huge music fans that are well, one that will have will notice and will have an opinion. Now our opinion differs on it,
3: but you know, still we would notice. Yeah, but the ACDC tickets they're not cheap. Oh hell no. Yeah, so you're still paying a shitload of money to see, yeah, a guy who's never sang with the band. Yeah, sing yeah. the songs. Yeah, absolutely. And then a Vangus Young run cheaper running. than a Guns
2: N' Roses ticket, though. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but there's more original Guns N' Roses members standing well, around uh, maybe, ACDC. Maybe, it'll depend on what show you see, right? Actually, there's only one original ACDC member on that stage now. That's true. Yeah, Cliff Williams came in on the second or third album, yeah, didn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah. But most people, they that's who they know. They don't know Mark Evans. Yeah. They know Cliff.
3: Yeah, I just think that uh, Brian Johnson is pretty well known now as a singer in that band. He's been with them since like 1980. So I he think is. for you to say that people aren't going to know,
2: I think you stick a pork pie hat on some other dude and send him out there, and they won't freaking
3: know. But they were not going to do that, are they? If they do that, <laughs> now I'll I'll, I'll, I'll like vomit. <laughs> they might. You never know. I know, but that'd be that'd be completely dumb if they did that. Well, yeah, I think they've got like nine or ten shows to do. I think one of them's in New York. Yeah. And um I'd be bummed if this is what they were doing.
2: If they did the if they did the like I said, like the totally wrong singer. You know, there's great singers out there. You but I mean you don't put someone like Joel and Turner in front of A C D C. Joel and Turner's great mm. but he's not great for A C D C. He'd probably tell you the same thing. Yeah. You know? Or if they do something ridiculous like go get, you know some country singer and put him in front of it just because it's a name again it, then i'd be like what the fuck really yeah. you know i wouldn't want that but him yeah, if they got somebody that was really cool it would be like yeah
3: yeah let's talk about another band that has an album coming out around now with uh, metal church yeah <laughs> Mike Hellback. Yes, they do. It looks
2: nothing like he used to.
3: I know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, because the last time I saw him, he had hair down to his ass. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've heard a couple of songs. I really like the album, but it's weird. But like, we spoke to Ronnie Monroe. Yeah. And he was literally going down a few days after talking to us. Yeah. To do the record. Yeah. And then he was gone, and then they got Mike back and it it was interesting because when Ronnie left. I think a lot of people wanted him to get Mike Howe back because where were Metal Church going to go at that stage? Right, yeah. For a vocalist. Yeah. How many vocalists can you get before you just completely dilute the, the product altogether? And Metal Church have had a lot of members. Yeah. You know, they've had yeah. a couple of vocalists. They've had a lot of members in the yeah. band. Because I think, I think Mike was on... I think the last album he did with him was The Human Factor. Now, I might be wrong. But I don't think any of the band in the Human Factor are now in Metal Church. I know Kurt was writing the songs, yeah, but I don't actually think he was in the band at the time. Uh huh. And now it's re- it's really a new band for him.
2: Yeah, you know I think that with Metal Church and I mean Kurt had said it in the past too that you know it's got to get some kind of of uh, you know some kind of income for him and he just didn't feel like it was going anywhere and uh, so I give him credit for trying to keep it going. The last you know, the last album was really good and you know, I guess he just has a spark again and he's gonna go try it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I uh, I'm glad that he went back in and, and uh you know, got Mike back. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you that it would be like, Oh, you know, Jesus Christ. Because um, if you you know, if you ask, you know, metal guys, well, you know, who's vocalists in Metal Church, I mean they're they're gonna name off David Wayne, Mike Howe, yeah. Ronnie Monroe. Mhm. Um, they might even they might even name off Ronnie. True, true. So you know they've gone back to the to the classic guy, and you know I think it's a good thing. Hopefully, hopefully the spark stays, sticks around, and and uh, you know we'll get some more albums out of them.
3: Yeah, I hope the album does well. I think it's a good call getting an old vocalist back in, particularly if he can still sing the material. Yeah, and look, listening to some of the songs that they've come out from the get go he still can sing. Yeah. he does look completely different, I'll give you that, but um I'm glad Kurt went back to Mike because yeah. I you know, where do these where do you go at this stage with a band like that, you know?
2: Yeah, well I guess you know part of the advantage of of what they do is that they're not uh you know, back in the 80s, 90s, you'd be looking at you know, if you went back and try to get a vocalist, it, it always would be the things about well I don't want to tour, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. And now you do have a lot of these classic metal bands that are getting together, they are putting out music, but they're not doing a ton of hardcore touring. So it does it does make it easier to get people together. And also, a lot of times, when things go shit for bands, it's usually on the road. I mean, you're trapped, you've got nowhere to go, and if you get sick of somebody, it just keeps getting worse, Yeah, you know? And this you know you let people be able to to be able to collaborate, be friends, and then kind of go apart, do your own thing, and you know get back together again and do a gig here and there, but not always you know just be in everyone's faces all the time, so yeah, you know, I guess it works out,
3: yeah, it seems that you know they do have a a good string of dates coming up, yeah, and uh they've got the record release party near us, so yeah, which is nice for us, you know, hopefully we'll get to shake a few hands and say hello, but um you know. Really looking forward to that record. I really am because I'm I'm a bit, I am a little bit annoyed that Ronnie's gone, but they made the right decision getting Mike back. Um, It's a voice people are familiar with. Yeah, Uh, a lot of fans love that Mike House stuff. They love blessing in disguise, human factor. Yeah, you know, everyone. I think a lot of people always go, "Oh, David Wayne, David Wayne, David Mm -hmm. Wayne." Mike had his fans. Yeah, and uh, he fit the band pretty well. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm glad he's back
2: yeah i mean definitely david added something to that band um you know had a different voice but also just his you know his life experience so what he brought to lyrics through what he'd lived through was part of what helped those first couple of albums that the lyrics were really freaking deep Mm. um that was that was a band that had you know a great sound but it there was there was a thinking man's kind of a thing to that too you know and uh I think that's part of the whole mystique of David Wayne is, is the lyrics.
3: Yeah, I think you know? uh, that, I could never f- pigeonhole that band. Were they trash? Were they metal? What's well, that's a
2: cool thing about them.
3: I know, but I think in a way that hurt them. Because people were, c- couldn't figure out what the band were. Yeah. Uh, you could point to Metallica and say they're a trash band and some you know, Iron Maiden or a metal band. Yeah. And you could never say, you know... like the co- big conversation is right. You have the big four, mm-hmm. and who's the fifth band? And if you said Metal Church, a lot of people would say they're not a trash band. You know, you might say Testament and and Dead Angel.
2: I was going to say, say Exodus, but
3: some people might actually say Metal Church. Yeah, and it'd be like, wow, no. Well, know. You know, you'd never you'd never think of that band, but some people think of them. Yeah, as, I never I the never think them. of them, as that. No, me neither. But some people do uh-huh. because they've got some fast songs and then right. they've got the slower stuff. And but even
2: even Death Angel has that. I mean, you listen to some of the stuff on uh, on uh, you know on Act Three, and there's some proggy stuff on there. Oh, I'm
3: sure. You know, yeah, but
2: I'd, and and they're different. They sound a lot different now. Yeah, but Metal than they Church did those first three
3: albums. Metal Church don't have of an album like the Ultra No, no and i think that's the difference. Yeah. That metal church were a lot more varied.
2: Yeah, i think they also came with the scene that they came from. There's there was a lot more inputs there too as opposed to
3: some other scenes have
2: less influence. They're like a cleaner scene, you know what i mean?
3: But they were were they from Seattle, weren't they? Yeah. Washington. Yeah. And the other bands were from LA, San Francisco. Yeah, LA, San
2: Francisco, New York. Those those scenes all seem to have a, a certain set mix of ingredients at any set time so mm. you so you get a lot of bands that that uh you can you know you can pick out that's a San Francisco thrash band you know partly too, because you got a couple of those bands that really take all those ingredients and go with it and they pollinate a whole bunch of other bands that also start off sounding like them and then find a little bit of a different voice but they all have a a layer of of similarity to them which is fine but you can just kind of point that out
3: yeah the metal church they had they had terry date producing them who was a big name you know became a huge name yeah they had epic the label behind them they were on a major label and yeah. it, they just got so far and they never broke through as big as some of the other bands did yeah and i think definitely the changing of the singer hurt them yeah and i'm 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 glad they're still around. I really am. I th- I think their new albums. The last couple of albums have been really good. Light in the Dark's a fantastic record. Mm-hmm. Um, the last album, Generation Nothing, fantastic yeah. record. Yeah. I'm not as big on th- this present wasteland, but the new stuff sounds great. You know they're, they're playing shows. I've never seen them live. I'm really looking forward to seeing them live. Yeah, I reckon that it's going to be a kick-ass show. And I'm glad Mike is back and and he sounds good. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you get these guys back, and it's like <laughs> I can't do half of the songs I used to do, or I need to detune, or or whatever. But yeah. he still still looks as if he can bring it, so yeah. it's great, great to yeah. see.
2: No, that should be uh, should be pretty cool. Hopefully, you know, a good night. But uh, anyways, uh, you know,
3: <laughs> from Glenn Hughes to Metal Church, yeah, <laughs> well,
2: and then back to Glenn Hughes because you know, talking about guys that still, after all these years, sound freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, I mean, great talk we had with Glenn. Freaking super nice guy.
3: You know what? You, you know what the, I, I loved about talking to Glenn, and a lot of people, you know, to say, "Oh, you're doing an interview with Glenn." It was more of a conversation with the guy, because yeah. he was asking questions back yeah. to me, and you know, he was just really, really, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was really nervous before I, we, he called. I was like, oh "Fuck, it's fucking Glenn Hughes." You know, I had to put the fanboy hat away for a little bit. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Nice guy, super, super nice guy, mm. and obviously too. I mean, not even
2: not a shred of ego on the guy. Uh, the The fact that his position in kind of the pantheon of, of of rock, and the fact that we're discussing the Hall of Fame with him, and he's still like choosing his words carefully about answering all that. He's being he's being respectful, and you know, somebody else at his level could easily have been like, well, I'm in, so, you know, well, fuck it, I can say whatever I want to say or whatever. Still just kind of just being that solid, respectful guy that I think probably helps make him so legendary. Well,
3: he's in a position going in with Deep Purple that he's not actually in the band now. Yeah. So he can't piss anybody off if, if he you know, like, like if Ian Gillen, if Ian Gillen and, and Roger and Ian Pace and decided to get up with Richie Blackmore, yeah, they still have to go out with Steve Morris and Don Airy, and all. You know, yeah. now they might Don Airy and Steve Morris might say, "Go ahead and and play." Yeah, but um, like Ian Gillen has come out and said that Airy and Morris are actual members; they're not hired hands. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't, you know, Glenn can turn up on the night. Yeah, and he doesn't have to deal with any of that bullshit. Yeah, and it's the same with David Coverdale, and um, which which is they're in a, a very nice position there. Um. I think they'll just they won't perform. Forget about it. They'll just turn up, yeah, make a quick speech. Hopefully someone will put a jab at the rock and roll saying, Why the fuck didn't you put us in for the last twenty years? <laughs> um and mention something about our keyboard player died a couple of years ago, blah blah blah. And um you could have put us in then. Yeah. And I uh, did have they announced who's um inducting them yet? Is it Lars Ulrich, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think it might be Lars Ulrich. I oh, think that'll fir- be okay. He's a big, deeper. I think guy. the first album he ever bought, owned was Machine Head or, or, or Made in Japan or something. Yeah,
2: I think it's... Fireball. Think it made,
3: now that, uh, it's a Purple album, anyway.
2: I thought, I thought maybe it was Made in Japan. Okay. I think Fireball wasn't... Ingvay's first was Fireball, wasn't it?
3: No. P- purple had an album called Fireball. No, but I
2: thought he, that was his first album that he got was Fireball.
3: Anyway... That'll tell you the influence Purple have then.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, even the fact that he's got, he uses a scallop fret boy just like Richie does, too. So,
3: yeah. who else is going in? Cheap Trick. And I don't know. I don't keep
2: up with it anymore. I,
3: I think it's Cheap Trick. And mm-hmm. yeah. And probably some rap guy, Snoop Dogg or something. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 12 rap guys. No, Justin Beaver must be eligible, is he? Oh, God. <laughs> eligible for beating yeah i think if you're around two or three years now you're eligible for rock and Roll Hall of fame
2: especially if you're not a rock band maybe
3: kim kardashian's eligible
2: yeah as long them, as you're not a rock band yeah, you can put, get in yeah put them all absolutely in. they're they're awesome
3: spice girls yeah. sure
4: all
2: of them. <laughs> yep absolutely and then jerry Halli- halliwell for a solo thing too right so what the yeah. hell yeah no it's cool though um again talking to glenn was freaking awesome uh, the fact that he was absolutely insisting we had to come to the, the bull run show. And meet right? him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty adamant about
3: that. He said yeah. it a couple of times. Yeah. And and the fact that
2: that um you know, the fact that he knows like all the little places he's gonna play too. Hmm. You know, like he's he's on top of it. He's lucid now. Yeah. He is very witted. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, great great interview we had with Glenn. Uh, super glad that we did that one, and uh,
3: I could have talked to him forever.
2: Yeah, it was, you know, kind of a, almost like one of those uh, once in a lifetime
3: opportunities. Yeah, you can imagine sitting down with him a couple of hours and saying, "Right, we're going to start with your first solo record, yeah. our trapeze. Yeah, we're going to go through everything.
2: Huh? Maybe Ooh. after he gets done with his tour, well, you can hit him up. We can do a a retrospective. Wow, that'd be something else." He might be blocksy
3: but he can't remember. Um, I'll tell him. <laughs> Refer back
2: to the book.: <laughs> I'll tell him.:
3: <laughs> We did get to talk to him about some of the albums he did in the past, so it's not just everything that's current.:
2: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, we touched on Sabbath and
3: yeah, you know, yeah, which was great.
2: Good guy to talk about mm. and uh, and yeah, just a blast. so I' um, well, let's roll it. Sure. All right. made
0: of muscle. <laughs>
3: Hi, Richie. Hi Glenn, hey. how are you? Fine, yourself. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I'm here with my co-host Scott. Hey Glenn, how are we doing tonight?
1: Good man. How are you?
2: Just fine. I am. Uh, can't believe I'm actually talking to freaking Glenn Hughes, but uh, <laughs> 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 I'm sure you must get that a lot, though.
1: Well, I'm one of these guys that um, I'm so grateful to still be on the right side of the grass. and. Um, grateful uh, more more than you can imagine uh,
2: and you know what i mean first of all having read your uh, your autobiography i can honestly believe that but also you have to admit that uh, there's a whole hell of a lot of us out here that are very grateful that you're above ground as well because you continue to do uh, freaking amazing work
1: i uh, you know as you know the hall of fame you know you get into the hall of fame and and as you guys know that the hall of fame is blessed by 60 or 70-year-old people. There's no such thing as a young Hall of Famer because you've got to wait 25 years since you the last to the <laughs> So, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is a couple of us are not going to be there because they're, they're no longer with us and mm. Terry Katz, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people don't make it to the Hall of Fame because they passed, you know, mm. but that's the way it is. So gratitude is the key word for today's interview with you guys.
3: Okay.
1: Grateful to still be alive and making new music always and to constantly keep on touring, which I'm now doing.
3: Yeah, so how's the recuperation going, Glenn? I know you had a, was a double knee replacement recently? Double,
1: uh, we did, I did the first one Jan- December 14th on the left. January the 11th, I did the right. So that's like nine and a half weeks ago. I saw my surgeon yesterday and he basically said that I am completely recovered as far as the flexibility within the joints. Uh, and now I've got to get into more therapy to, you know, slightly running and you know twisting, and so I can go on stage and do what I do, you know. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And I'm sure you get to watch uh, a lot of wolves when you're recuperating, sitting down a bit.
1: Where are you from, brother?
3: I am from Waterford in Southern Ireland.
1: Oh, there you go. I love it over there. Just over there. I do. I I kind of belong to the football club itself. Um, I. Um, I am an avid fan of Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, as you know, you can divorce, you can change bands, but you can never change football clubs. That's true. <laughs> Not allowed.
3: Yeah. I'm, have you met Robbie Keane over in uh,
1: LA at all? Robbie is one of my closest friends in Los Angeles. We. I'm teaching him how to play guitar. Oh, nice. Our wives are friends, and I see Robbie. I saw him last week. Uh, saw so him at the Oscars, and. Uh, I shall see the first game March 6th, Staples Center. I mean, okay. uh, sorry, the Sub up Center. I'm really happy. For, I've, I've known Robbie since he was 17. Okay. And he started playing for all, So, talk about a, a genius soccer player. That would be my friend Robbie. Lovely, lovely man.
3: Yeah, he's played with a lot of clubs over the years, but uh, he's been in LA now a few years, Glenn.
1: But his club, it's, it's hard. Um, I hate to break the news to any Coventry City fans or Spurs fans. Robbie's club is Wolverhampton Wanderers. He's, he's golden black. His blood runs golden black.
3: <laughs> nice, nice. Nice, yeah. Well,
2: I'm, I'm glad that you're definitely doing better. I, I know I myself, you know, I read that you were going to be going through that, and I have been putting it off for years, but, uh, you know, hearing about guys like you that, that do it and
1: uh yeah, have such it, a good recovery. It, it, let me please uh, do yourself a favor because I'm am an, I'm an a cardiac freak and it's like um, it got so bad for me. I I did five month tour last year and on the last month of the of the road, I mean, I the fans didn't see me in pain. It was I was kept away from a lot of that, but I was uh, literally in a wheelchair um, on a tour bus uh, mm-hmm. having to get up to pee and, and it, it, I was so. When I got sober 25 years ago, I I stopped doing all the bad things, and I changed everything to working out and running. Uh, I became a freak for running. So uh, although I do live at the beach, I I run on the pavement, and, of course, we all know what happens when you run on the pavement. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're you're eventually going to lose all the cartilage, and, and I was bone on bone. Both knees were bone on bone. Wow. But yeah. the good news is, when I go back out to play, um, with, as you know, postponed the American Tour, which was supposed to start yesterday, um, we are now touring America uh, through August and September. Mm-hmm. Where are you, fellas?
2: So we're just about 30 miles outside of Boston. So we're, we're right smack um, in the middle between uh, your bull run date and your Salisbury Mass date. But either one of them well, is we'll like 20 see minutes see from my, where we
1: are. I have an office in Boston, so uh. i one of my... Manages from from there, so you got to come and see us.
3: I had a ticket for one of the gigs in March,
1: Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still good, my friend, and it's even better now because you're 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 my friend. So there's no reason why we can't meet and have a cup of coffee or something. Or... Oh,
3: that'd be fantastic. Uh-huh. So let's let's talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame. Um, you've been you've been eligible. Do you probably have been eligible now for a few years? Did you ever think you'd get the call at all?
1: i say yes, and I'll tell you why. When an artist has sold upwards of 150 million albums, there is no way they cannot be inducted unless some mafioso guy puts a, <laughs> stops it from happening. <laughs> it was going to happen. Um, a lot of bands never make it into the Hall of Fame that have been very successful but when you think of the the, the the units that we sold and the groundbreaking songs we had with basically there are really three deep purples there's the first one like the Hush and Kentucky Woman the cover band one and then you have the big Mark II Smoke on the Water, Highway Star then you've got the one with me and David which is the burn, you know, stuff and and and, you know, it's there's a lot of music written there. You know, a lot of a lot of and you know, to keep a band together and keep the brand still going was was monumental. Yeah. You know, so all I all I want is in in Brooklyn April Eighth is for the guys in Deep Purple Marks one, two, three to have dignity and love for one another as a brand and family because the fans are what Deep Purple are all About. Our fans have been absolutely the most amazing fans.
2: Right, yeah. The one thing that bums me out, and I'm sure it bums you out as well, is that that John Lord didn't live to see this happen because, I mean, he was there from the very beginning and such an integral part of the band. And I just wish that they'd have woken up sooner about you guys.
1: We, uh, before, obviously, before John was diagnosed with cancer, he, I think you probably know the story. He, David, and I, we're trying to figure out how we could get Mark three together and do a stadium tour. The question was, who's going to reach out to Richie? Um, I'll do it. No, uh, no, I'll do it. No, let me do it. Well, nobody actually ever got through to Richie. It was you can't actually no disrespect to him or his manager. It was, you can't get Richie on the phone. In fact, Jesus, but is the same. It's very medieval, but they don't use the phone, <laughs> whether, it's car- whether it's carrier pigeons or what. They don't use the phone, so it's like uh, I'm making fun of it. But unfortunately, then John got diagnosed and he passed. You know, so the opportunity we missed the opportunity to to do a, a, a tour. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I am interested to hear your opinion, Glenn, on. How do they actually decide who in the band goes in? Because the band is still a touring entity, and like Steve Morris has been with him for about twenty yeah. years, he's made five records. It's you're you're in, you're indoctrinating Deep Purple. It's not like mm-hmm. you know, I'll pick this guy and not this guy. Do you know what I mean?
1: I think for, I remember now. If any board members are listening, I I, I don't know what, how they do it, but let me say this. Let's just say. Uh, The album before Burn wasn't Machine Head, it was Who Do You Think We Are, Uh, and that was released in 73, early 73. That didn't really do as much as Machine Head. Then David and I came in for Burn, two new guys, well I was playing Trapeze quite a lot, but everybody knew that, but... We had tremendous chart success internationally with Byrne. If Byrne would have been a stinker, David and I would not be inducted next in April. Um, I'm thinking... I'm thinking that because... um, Maybe because... uh, Steve Morse and Don Airy, two incredibly talented musicians. Maybe because any music they've done with Deep Purple hasn't charted well, hasn't sold enough copies. I don't know how they do it, guys. I don't know how the Hall of Fame select or or how can they select Rod Evans the founding singer and not select the founding bass player Yeah, Nick yeah, Timper.
4: yeah
3: yeah but the, the way I look at it Glenn is if the band had a stop before Steve Morse it, and it hadn't been a touring entity for the last 20 years it mightn't have been in the public eye they've actually kept the band going if you know, yeah. if you
1: understand what I'm saying I oh, know yeah so there is isn't we will never know yeah. uh, Who? I mean you know I know I, I do know a couple of the guys on the board uh but, but the fact of the matter is, we're not the only ones to to suffer from this stuff. Because every year, you know, this you know this stuff has happened with Kiss or some other bands where you know, why can't we do this? Why can't we have it our way? And it's not the band's way. It's about it's about. Um, it's the it's the board, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, how come? No disrespect to NWA's fans, but I don't hear any rock music there. Do you? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not actually trying to be funny, but I don't. I'm here. I, there's a band called NWA, I, I, whatever that means, and I'm thinking, okay, let's 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 Google that and let's let's see what it is. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, well, this really isn't rock, is it? Exactly. Yeah, well, so. I,
3: yeah. You see, my take, like I, I know you're friends with Eddie Trunk, and I know he has been railing for years about certain bands not getting in. But I'm, I'm completely the opposite to him because I, in my opinion, the Hall of Fame thing is an American construct. Like if you go outside the U.S., the Hall of Fames aren't really as big over here. Oh. It's like your baseball Hall of Fame, and it's all about yeah. are you a Hall of Famer? But to me, a building in Cleveland with a roof on it. Uh, you know, if, the, if you're not in the Hall of Fame, that doesn't mean I don't think you're great. You know, I don't need a bill. No, I, know. I it, don't need an it, it,
1: institution. The, the, listen, the people, we've been in, nominated for, as a last, day, 10 years, right? Yeah. And now we get in, but I'll tell you who's the ones that are taking the hit here. The fans of our band are so upset that it's taken us so long to get in. Uh, we, You know, we could have gotten in 20 years ago, but, I don't fucking know. It's 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 a thing that upsets a lot of fans.
4: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, it's upset a lot. I mean, I don't know who uh, who's getting inducted with Cheap Trick. I haven't. Uh, Those are my friends, but I don't know who. Uh, he's not getting du- inducted, but uh, we'll have to wait and
3: see. Yeah, I think, I think when you have the likes of, was, I don't know whether, I think it was James Hetfield or Lars Ulrich when they got inducted saying, now put in Deep Purple. I think when you get the bands actually going up and saying that you, you guys should be in, that they got to pay attention.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bit of a tongue twister for a lot of fans because they, you know, it's it's so sad that, I think it really is sad that Nick Simper is not getting inducted simply because he's a founding member.
4: Right.
1: Whereas Rod Evans is a singer and founding member but he's getting inducted. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now, the reason Tommy Bolan, again, I can't call this, is not being inducted. Maybe the board thought that Come Taste the Band didn't sell enough units or I don't know it's it's so enough to get uh, charted and uh, to have gold albums, but you can't figure it out, can you?
2: No no, but it's like trying to figure out who the IRS picks for an audit yeah I don't think we'll have a <laughs> uh...
1: yeah,
2: so let's talk about this about this tour coming up then I'm sure that you know a lot of people are, are yeah. really anticipating this, and you know I know you you have the delay on it. are you still going have uh, be
1: out with uh, Doug playing guitar? No, what has happened since... Guys, and, and you're the only person I'm talking to today about this question you've asked me, just mm. So it's a, it's a good it's a good thing that you're asking me this. When I started to tour again last year, my guitar player... Before Black Country Communion, I had a band, the Glen Hughes thing, you know, my drummer Pontus, and Soren Andersson, a, a Danish guitar player, incredible guitar player, is my guitar player. So those the drummers and I had my band, right? But it just so happened when I was in South America last September, Soren had a a contract where he couldn't get out of a, he's a very good guy and he he didn't want to break a contract to be in trouble in his home country. So I had to find a replacement for Soren and I called Doug and he was—he he came in and did a great job. Hmm. And now Doug is with Dead Days is, and you know, he's, uh, we wish him all the very best. Yeah. Not only a great guitar player, but one of the nicest guys in the industry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lovely, lovely young man. Yeah, we've had him Just on had another twice, Richie. Yeah. But the, my guitar player is Soren Anderson, the, okay. the Danish man, nice. who, in my opinion, guys, uh, when people see him in America, I'm introducing them to, like, Aussie would introduce that Gus guy. You know, it's like it's like you're you're bringing somebody in that nobody's really really heard of, and then you, they get a chance. And I think people are going to love Storm.
2: Nice, nice. Well, that's good. It's always good to see a see a new guitar player discover a new talent and uh, be
1: able it's to do really much more. really good, and my drummer is, uh, as you know, my best friend is Chad Smith, and the drummer is takes his licks from Chad he's six foot four big dude like mm-hmm. Chad and, and he's all powerful and obviously rooted in, in the groove like I am yeah. they say I'm black but actually people I am not black I'm a white man born in the UK <laughs> I wasn't born in Mississippi uh, but I do like R&B
2: yes that's, that's very very apparent if anyone, if anyone listens to you more than two minutes if they haven't gotten that yet they are not yeah, but
1: listening let, I want people to be clear that that since Black Country Communion, I had a lot of success with Black Country. I wrote most of the songs, of my songs. When I started to write the rock songs, Kevin Shirley wanted me to write more of the deep, purple-sounding rock tracks as as California Breed kind of tips its hat to the 70s, as you know. It could have been the band from 73. What I'm going to do, I'm actually going to make my first solo album in eight years in June. Nice. So, what I've been writing of late like, is a, a, a big old soul mover kind of a album, where it's all built around the grooves of Glenn, and and but it's very heavy and dark and and you know cryptic and you know and groovy.
2: Awesome. Now, looking forward to that. Um, I actually, for me, I just enjoy everything that you do. It's it's just amazing and and. You know, the minute I first heard your voice, it was like, "Holy
1: crap!" Oh, who is thank this guy? You. I, you. And, and again, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I mean, if you know my history, you know, like the heart attack, you know, doing coke, and mm. 25 years ago, and and it's like I'm one of these guys that should, should not be inducted in the Hall of Fame <laughs> simply because I should be dead. I'm not making fun of it because yeah. of what I've done to my body, I wouldn't wish on anybody because I was so out of my
2: head yeah that's what i mean i'm reading the book and i read back and i say wait a minute what album was this and i'm thinking like holy crap lens in this state and i go back and listen to it and go how the hell can this guy sound so good when he's like barely even
1: conscious it's freaking amazing oh, I, was, I was not i'm not grandiose i'm not talking grandiose obviously about Drugs are, you know, sure. great, and they're not great. There's no such thing as the winners. The winner of the cocaine award <laughs> this evening is a, there's no such thing as a winner in, in drugs. Mm, yeah. Um. But I'm. I'm I truly. I mean, I had an open heart surgery two years ago. I don't know if you know that. And and to come through that and get the knees done, it's like they're calling me. Um, the Bionic Man in Los Angeles.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Glenn. One of the things I put up on uh, the Facebook page on our, on, for the show about six weeks ago is the Seven Star album came out in January thirty years ago, and the amount yes. the amount of feedback I got back from people on that they absolutely love that record.
1: Tony and I I spoke about it last month we were very proud of that album we really are very proud of it
3: and of course the other album you did I think that kind of got a little bit lost was the Fused record I think it was 2005
1: Fused, he's the the story behind Fused, Fused was was recorded in Wales um, where Sabbath recorded a lot of the material it just so happened that summer Sharon got the Sabbath back together for the OzFest thing. She said, she didn't do it to upset me and Tony or Terry had a, a had an album too come out. She, uh, Ozzy wanted to reform Sabbath for that summer of 80s. Boom, sorry, 2006 was it or something? Hmm. Anyway, um, so we missed the opportunity to tour and we missed the window to tour behind Fuse. But I'll say this to you, Tony and I you know, if he's if healthy, is okay, and you know, maybe at some point we talk often about doing another album with Kenny Aronoff on drums. So, I'm not saying we will, but we 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 love one another, and uh, we're family.
4: hmm Yeah,
2: man, you got you got my hopes up for a whole bunch of more Glenn Hughes music coming up soon. So uh, I'm a happy camper. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, it's been it's been. You, you know, we had three black country albums with a California breed, and, and it really, you know, it's it's not like a need to do a new album, but then again, yesterday, uh, I've got the songs wrote, they're ready to go. I said to myself yesterday afternoon, I said, I I I, I really, it's time to make another album, you know, and and um, spoke to my office and. We um, we we said yeah, let's let's go make this record you know I've got the songs there's a window in in July where where it's free I'm completely free before the American tour I have a month free and I'm going to be doing festivals in Europe in June so at the end of June while I'm over in Europe let's just uh, I'm going to make a record in Copenhagen and it will be out for. The European leg of my tour uh, in November, so there's going to be new music this year, guys. Oh,
3: ah, yeah. nice. uh, Glenn, a while back, um, you were doing solo albums, and then you were doing uh, H- H- Hughes Turner albums, and you know you're you're releasing like nearly two albums a year. Did you, oh, God, yeah. did you ever think you're like you're burning yourself out?
1: I um I felt the same way. Um, I love working with Joe, but I was just doing too much. It was so. And it started to, to affect my solo work, and the solo work was really important to me. So, I decided I was just staying the solo, you know. And then, of course, then I did that, the Fools for Tony, which, uh, you know, undeniably should have been a major album. It's a huge record. And then Black Country came, and the rest is history. So, I am, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna stay solo now. I think being in a band, especially with other famous guys, uh, can lead to, especially older dudes, we, you know, get a little, little edgy, and you know, it's like it's better for me to be solo now and to to play with new guys and and introduce new people to the world and 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 to make new music every every, I think every eighteen months. I think I'm going to get back on that that. Uh, that window.
2: Yeah, that's like old school right there.
1: It is old school, and, and what I haven't done, one thing you probably don't know about me is is that we all know I've made these albums, but you've never heard of Glen News going on a very long tour. Let me tell you why. I had no real representation before Black Country. Don't ask me why. Don't, was I frightened? Or was there something going on with me? I, I just wasn't... Represented appropriately, mm. but now I have uh, Paul Geary. He, he, oh, it, yeah, you know, Paul Geary. He, manages yeah. Yeah. And he managed me, and I've got a good agent. And uh, it's, it's, you know, I actually work every day of the week, so mm. you've got to see Glenn Hughes live. I, I'm talking in the third person, you've got to see Glenn Hughes live. So yeah. that's all starting mm. to happen in June. Yeah. Well, Excellent. It's, it's going to happen in the, the uh, Hall of Fame in April.
3: Yeah, you, do you think? You're going to get up on stage there? To, what, what, what's your uh, initial thoughts there, Glenn?
1: The, the standard answer to that is the Hall of Fame producers want us to do that. They want David I, and I and Rod and Ian to sing with uh, Mark II. Okay. Um, that's the question everybody's asking me. All I can say is, is that I'm going to accept my award and it will be really nice if I get to perform, nice. I really would be really nice. Wouldn't it be great to see uh, Coverdale, Hughes, and Gillan uh, sing a song?
4: Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, oh, it would be great.
1: And and it's. Um, I don't know if that will happen. Um, the fans want it. The producers of the show want it. Um, David and I would certainly like to to have some fun, but let's just see what happens. Yeah.
2: Wow! Amazingly, when you said that the three of you singing together, I swear to God, the hair in my arms went up. I'm like, oh! Oh, you
1: know, <laughs> it's it, it, it's something that that look simply for the fans. Yes, this is not about ego or money. For the fans, the multitude, the millions of fans around the world that are going to be listening or watching this, that would be one hell of a show. It would. It would be with G-Town, those three singers.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I think, Glenn, the problem you have there, though, is once you guys get up on stage, the actual band that they have now, people might look at that and say, no, no, we want the old band back together. I think that was the whole issue with Kiss.
1: Remember now, I don't really know anything that you don't know, but you've got to read between the lines here. Hmm. You've got to read between the lines of what I said to you about what would be great for the fans. Yeah. But in all honesty, do you think it'll happen?
3: Me personally, no. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. I'm laughing <laughs> because obviously that may be the the real answer. But I, although, uh, you know, uh, David and I want to to join in and 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 and, and, and honor the band we uh, joined. Yeah. Simple as that, really. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's uh, going there to quarrel or have arguments. We're all going there to represent the band called Deep Purple, which sold over 150 million albums, and it needs all the love it can get absolutely i
2: would agree i know we've only got a short time with you tonight and i always hate keeping people over time uh it's been great talking to you tonight glenn i've Thank been you. psyched all day about this and um richie and i both hope to uh to meet up with you when you swing through your tour through massachusetts coming up this summer
1: i insist come to the bull run it'll be a it'll be a nice nice nice
2: gig it'll be great it's only 20 miles away from where we're sitting right now so
1: well come on I got a lot of people coming it's good. Come, come, come there we'll have a coffee awesome.
3: Sure, sounds right, great Glenn.
2: Glenn it's been great talking to you again. and uh, looking forward to uh, all the great new Glenn Hughes music coming up this year as well oh me too you, you guys have a great night and God bless you you all too right,
3: Glenn. Glenn thanks for talking to us bye Thank you're you. welcome Glenn. bye 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 <laughs>
2: There you go. There is our interview with the one, the only
3: future Hall of Famer, Glenn Hughes. I don't get to say that very often, <laughs> but everyone knows my, well, you should know my feelings about the Hall of Fame. I don't really care about it, but it's Glenn Hughes. It's Glenn Hughes. <laughs> and he, I, and he, he deserves it. Purple he deserves it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah Definitely. So again, hope you guys love the interview. We had a blast doing it. Awesome freaking guy. Of course, as always, uh, you know, you keep up with us at uh, focusonmetal.net, focusonmetal.blogspot.com. You can hit up Richie on Facebook; he's always posting up there. And also, uh, you know, we're always doing stuff on Twitter. So, of course, next week, get another uh, really good interview. Did, mm. uh, kind of a last minute. Yes, thing. it was a last minute, thing. and uh, and that is go Andrew, ahead, Andrew Freeman. Yeah. So, uh, initially, you know, back a few weeks ago. You know, the intention when we had Vivian on was to try to get pretty much everybody on uh, for that episode. It was a, a lofty goal. It didn't quite happen. Of course, you know, when you deal with Vinny, uh, you just never know what's going to happen. Then uh, Andrew dropped in our lap just a little bit too late to make it on that show. So uh, we just happened to sit down with Andrew uh, an afternoon a few days ago and uh, popped that one in. So that's what's up for next week. Mm. Nice guy. None and uh, kind of a guy. little bit of a different... Um, A little different spin on the album. Obviously, Vivian does the lion's share of the promo for Last in Line.
3: Well, the one one thing I will say, don't don't get me wrong, it was great to talk to Vivian. Yeah. But when you talk to Vivian, I think Vivian knows where he's going, where he wants to go. Uh Um, When, when you know, he's been asked probably the same questions over and over again. I think Andrew was more open to talking about things like we we didn't really want to talk to um vivian about jimmy yeah um because he's already addressed it it's still pretty raw
4: and
3: mm-hmm. um, he's known jimmy for a long long time yeah and i think with andrew um we asked him a lot more jimmy pain questions because sure. andrew really is the new guy in the band mm-hmm. and um you know we wanted to really get into that with him um you know how intimidating it was and you know we we touched on a lot of stuff with him we talked a lot about working with jeff and yeah it was just a really good interview with the guy it's it's different to the one with vivian yeah absolutely um which is what i wanted i didn't want the same answers to the same right questions and you know we talked about the deaf leopard crews, and he, he it was he was just a very nice guy a lot of laughs in this one yeah um you know, he's, I think he'd only just really started doing media. Yeah. So, just really, really cool guy. Yep. Great singer. I didn't really know him at all until this album came out. jesus a great set of pipes on him. Like yep. a Great singer.
2: Yep. So, uh, so, that is what is up for next week. So, uh, something to look forward to there. But, uh, in the meantime, have yourselves a great metal week. And until we talk to you again next week. Remember,
0: focus on metal! Everything else is insignificant.
1: here, it's over. Go home.